Welcome to the Raised with Jesus podcast, 10 minutes every day where the life of Jesus meets yours. You've got your daily Bible reading today from Jonah chapter 3. Jonah chapter 3. Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Get up, go to Nineveh the great city, and preach to it the message that I tell you. So Jonah set out and went to Nineveh just as the word of the Lord had commanded. Now Nineveh was a great city to God. It required a three-day walk. Jonah walked throughout the city for a day, and he called out, Forty more days and Nineveh is going to be overthrown. The men of Nineveh believed in God. They proclaimed a fast and put on sackcloth, from the greatest of them to the least. When the word reached the king of Nineveh, he got up from his throne, took off his royal robe, covered himself with sackcloth, and sat in ashes. Then he issued a proclamation in Nineveh. By the decree of the king and his leading officials, do not let people or animals, flocks or herds taste anything. Do not let them eat food or drink water. Instead, let people and animals be covered with sackcloth. Let everyone call fervently to God. Let them turn from their evil way and from the violence that is in their hands. Who knows? God may turn and relent. He may turn from his burning anger so that we will not perish. When God saw their actions, that they had turned from the evil way, God relented from the disaster which he said he would bring on them, and he did not carry it out. This is the word of our God. Wow. <laughs> so here's Jonah sitting on the shore, um, smelling like fish puke. <laughs> and God says, get up, go to Nineveh, the great city, and preach to it the message that I tell you. And Jonah has learned his lesson, hopefully, from the school of hard knocks. Jonah gets up and he goes. It's, it's quite a long trip to get there. And even a visit to the city, this very great city, requires three days to basically see the ent- entire thing. The narrative of Jonah here, especially in chapter 3, recalls his undeserved second chance. And the question is, he has learned to submit to God's will, but has he learned to love God's will? God has had mercy and compassion on him, um, but has he learned to love God's will, or is he simply knuckling under and saying, okay, I'll go do it because I don't want to be swallowed up by a fish again. I try to run away, but I can't because wherever I go, God is already there. And we can really see this in the light of how people learn. (laughs) Maybe this has been your experience too, that maybe you're one of those people who have to learn it for yourself, that even um, even if you were told by somebody who has been there and done that, that this is the right way of doing it, Um, You have to think for yourself and learn for yourself, well, maybe I don't want to do it my way. I'm going to do it the way that somebody else said. We have to learn from the school of hard knocks. And sometimes that shows up in relationships. Sometimes it's when learning a new skill, um, especially prevalent, it seems to be among the youth, because after, after a few rounds of learning it the hard way, we hopefully pick up and learn it the easier way from the school of words. Well, the School of Hard Knocks really teaches lessons that stick with us, and hopefully hopefully, the lessons that the School of Hard Knocks teaches us are not lessons that are terribly detrimental or destructive for a long period of time. There might be a loss, maybe a, a loss of, of value, like a loss of money, a loss of some value of some sort. Maybe it was just a loss of pride, but that School of Hard Knocks, we get to learn uh, the hard way, so to speak. But we learn lessons that stick with us for a long time. 
contrast that with the school of words. Um, the school of words, typically you read about something, you watch how somebody does it. You Maybe you watch a YouTube video or two or three, do some interviewing or listen to a podcast. The school of words, you pay attention to what somebody says and you heed that advice. You listen to them and you do it that way and you find out that this is the easier way and this is the way that you're not going to get hurt by doing that school of hard knocks, school of words. And this is also true in spiritual matters, that God wants us to listen to his word. God teaches us by the school of words. But for those who turn their backs on the school of words, there is the school of hard knocks. And that school of hard knocks can be a very, very harsh teacher. That school of words that God lays out in the Bible for us, a spiritual word as he sends his spirit to create and strengthen and convict and comfort our hearts. That school of words that is a spiritual word that brings life and light. And he wants us to listen to that. And what God says about, about faith in the Bible, what God says about how we live our lives in the Bible, there's a lot of guidance there, a very, lot of very practical guidance for the Christian so that you can say and you can know that, that you have the sort of insight that many unbelievers are simply still struggling to understand and comprehend. Any young child, maybe in, in grade school or even in high school, already knows more about the meaning of life when that child has been instructed in the Word of God, than a, a wise and very learned and very studious unbeliever who might spend 10, 20, 30, 40 years trying to decipher the meaning of life and trying to learn from the school of hard knocks exactly how they are to live that life. Um, how am I to live in relationship? How am I supposed to live when it comes to, to marriage and children and family and finances? And how am I supposed to live? Well, God says it in the school of his word, and that school of his word is, yes, primarily for the creation of faith, but it's also, also guidance for the Christian life. And so the example that we have here in Jonah chapter 3 is absolutely indicting, like, oh my goodness, Jonah, Jonah, of all people, you should know that you should know that you should listen to the word of God. When God says, um, go to Nineveh, don't send yourself back to the school of hard knocks and try to try to kick against the goads, try to work against God. Um, but the school of hard knocks, well, it worked. The fish puked Jonah up onto the land, and then God says, get up and go to Nineveh. He goes there, and he, he preaches, as far as we know, he just preaches what we have in the second half of verse 4. 40 more days and Nineveh is going to be overthrown. That word overthrown, the exact same word that God used to describe Sodom and Gomorrah and the destruction there. And Jonah, Jonah preaches and he's only, he only does it for one day. There's only like maybe one other prophet who has the so-called success and the results from one sermon. And Jonah hasn't even visited the whole city. And what a contrast. Here is the prophet of God who, for whatever reason, he knuckled under and he submits to the will of God, but he has not learned to love the grace of God. He had to go through the school of hard knocks to have God teach him a lesson about listening to him. <laughs> and he goes, and the people of Nineveh, they don't want to go to the school of hard knocks. Um, they listen to the word of God. Forty more days and Nineveh will be overturned, and the entire city, before sundown that day, the entire city is covered in sackcloth and sitting in ashes, not eating or drinking anything. 
And God relents. God sees their repentance. God sees their change of heart and change of mind. And God relented from the disaster which he said he would bring on them. And he does not carry it out. So I guess there are two takeaways and two ideas for us to consider today. First is the school of hard knocks versus the school of words. Look at your own life and consider your own life. You could look in the rearview mirror, you know, thinking back over the last 20, 30, 40 years or more, and and the times when you had to go through the school of hard knocks to learn a lesson versus the times when you listened to the word of God and you attended the school of words and you learned your lesson there. I think that's that's definitely one of the advantages of having a multi-general congregation, you know, with four or five generations worshiping together to be able to sit next to each other for the younger people to see the example of faith of those who have gone before them, who have lived the life, who have had the word of God, the school of words right there, and who may have taken a few hard knocks along the way. And also for the older people to be able to see the the energy, the vigor, the interest, and the very pertinent guidance that these younger people need and receive from the word of God in, in the school of words. So that maybe those young people also would be able to avoid some of the school of hard knocks and what a joy that is for Christians to see among each other. So I guess the first takeaway is thinking about the school of hard knocks versus the school words and where does this fit in your life? What is it that you might be kicking back against right now, not wanting to listen to the school of words and wanting to do it your way? Maybe it's um, maybe it's in a personal relationship. Maybe it's with some pretty heavy decisions, decisions that might really impact your own life or the life of your family, um, decisions that we might even make congregationally, and that would have an impact on, on the ministry of the Lord in our chosen city. So there's the school of hard knocks, school of words, but also, also there's a difference between Jonah submitting to the will of God and Jonah loving that will. Jonah still hasn't learned his lesson, and we're going to see that here in chapter 4 tomorrow. But he has submitted to the will of God because this fish rescued him out of drowning. And maybe that's even what Jonah had been hoping for. I don't know. We don't have enough detail to really get inside of his head the way that we might with a, a, a Jeremiah or an Elijah. But we do know that his heart is still not in the right place, that even though he goes and preaches, God works in spite of Jonah, and God changes hearts in spite of Jonah. Jonah submits to the will of God, but he does not yet love the will of God. And there's a difference, because maybe you've had that experience too, where you or maybe somebody you know really was envious of the of those who didn't follow the will of God. And look how carefree their lives are. Look how much fun they happen to be having, uh, fill in the blank. Um, all the things that we see portrayed for us in Psalm 73, you can look that up. Psalm 73 is a very pertinent psalm for talking about the believer as he observes the unbeliever and how carefree their lives seem to be. But in the school of hard knocks and the school of words, God uses the school of hard knocks and the school of words in your life and mine to crush our sinful will and lead us to his truth, to convict us of sin and comfort us with his gospel so that we listen to his word, yes, in the school of words, and that we love that word, not just submitting to his will, but treasuring that will for our lives. 
Thanks so much for joining us here at the Race with Jesus podcast. Be sure to tune in this Saturday with part two of our interview on the topic of depression, as well as our regular Saturday Thirsty podcast with Pastor Zarling and Pastor Leighton. And I got to let you in on this. If you haven't been listening to the Thirsty podcast, the Thirsty podcast gets about three times the downloads of any other episode of the course of the week. I know that I find it a personal favorite, and I hope you do as well. If you have any other feedback, questions, or comments, check out the show notes for Contact in the Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us here. God bless your day.